It's like the coaches coach the coaches to coach the coaches and then they all have the same talking points. Do you guys know what I mean? Whoever is leading that charge, I feel like is preying upon people who are desperate. You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. You can find me over on Instagram or Twitter at the Latasha James. And today I'm going there. I'm scared. I'm really scared and nervous to put this out, but I'm going there. I want to talk about the coaching industry, just some things that I've seen lately that I feel like we need to address. Okay, let's talk about the first thing that I saw, which was a Twitter post. I don't really use TikTok, so it was a Twitter post of a TikTok. And this lovely lady talked about how she essentially got scammed out of a couple stimmies, which I'm going to guess is close to $2,000 for a group coaching program. And a coach just like disappeared. Like, bye. I was shocked and surprised and sad. But honestly, it was like, yeah, that happens all the time. And when I thought that, I was like, wow, maybe that's a problem. The whole like totally ghosting doesn't always happen, but this is not the first time that I've heard of something like that happen. And I think we need to talk about it for the people that are looking to hire a coach, the people who are looking to actively grow their business and are getting preyed upon by these folks. And I also think it's important that people who offer coaching services or are planning to offer coaching services understand how to ethically sell as well. Now, The disclaimer here is that I'm not perfect, okay? I'm certainly not perfect. I'm sure somebody in the world thinks that maybe the way that I sell is not fair or that I sell too much or whatever. There's there's somebody in the world and that's okay. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But what I will say is I am not intentionally scamming people. I can guarantee that I have never done that. Let's talk about it. What I want you to walk away from this episode knowing is when it's appropriate to hire a coach, how to find a coach that actually is going to work for you. And then on the flip side, for those who do offer coaching, I want us to just have a better understanding of maybe how to be a little bit more compassionate and ethical when it comes to this stuff. So So when do you hire a coach? First question. I will tell you, and I'm going to be honest with you, I did not hire a coach until I was six months into full-time entrepreneurship and making, you know, a decent income, like making at least a few thousand dollars a month. It wasn't huge, but it was something like it was, it was a full-time income, a small, smaller full-time income, but it was a full-time income. And I say that because I think that the narrative in who, I don't know. It's like, it's like the coaches coach the coaches to coach the coaches. And then they all have the same talking points. Do you guys know what I mean? Whoever is leading that charge, I feel like is preying upon people who are desperate, preying upon people who are just starting out. And listen, I do believe that there is a place for hiring a coach when you're first starting. I don't, I want to be clear about that. I do work with people who are very early in their business and I have helped people a lot. And this is not like, I'm not trying to get you to hire me. I may or may not be the right person for you. That's not the intention of this episode, but I have seen success. I have had people just 
you know, decide to start a business and we've helped them develop their SOPs, develop their processes, develop their, their whole biz, like their, the angle of their business. And that's went well. But I say that I didn't hire one early on, just to be honest with you, because I don't think it's fully necessary. And that's, that's, I think where my like hang up is with it. It's okay. If you do have the extra bucks or the extra time to invest or whatever to hire a coach when you're first starting a business, that's absolutely okay. But I don't think it's necessary. I think few things are 100% necessary besides what do they say? Oh, the only guarantees in life are death and taxes, whatever bad joke. Anyway, I don't think many things are fully necessary because there are few universal truths in people's business paths. And I think that's something that a lot of coaches who get coached by coaches to sell coaching to coaches, I think that's the part that they're missing in my opinion. And that's a part that doesn't speak to me is there's no like formula for everybody. I'm a big believer that we all have unique superpowers, that we all have things that make us us and that we need to lean into those things uh, and follow our own paths. And having a coach can help you follow that path, but they need to understand that you're unique. They need to take the time to get to know you and understand what makes you unique and uh, what makes your business what it is. Now, on that note of preying upon people, desperation, timing, I'll tell you a little story from a group that I actually was hosting. It was sort of like a a test group, like a beta test group for a mastermind program that I was running. It was free or very low cost, I can't remember, but it was like free, it was like a beta test thing. And there was a gal in there who was encouraging people in the group to encourage their clients to take out lines of credit if they ran into pricing objections. And I shut that down real quick. Because let me tell you, as somebody who has, who is still healing from my credit mistakes in my early 20s and late teens, that's not the move. And I made credit mistakes really because I sort of had to. I wasn't like buying Gucci bags. I was like buying tanks of gas to get through college and putting, you know, food in my cupboard while I was in college with my credit cards for the most part. I mean, I was still like, doing stupid stuff like we all were, but for the most part, it was necessity. So I cannot imagine what it would be like to be in debt for what I consider to be a luxury. Do I think that it matters? Yes, but necessities are transportation, air, water, food, shelter. I wouldn't put coaching on that same level. Here's my thing for those of you who are interested in coaching from anybody, not from me, from anybody. If they're telling you to take out lines of credit, if they're not listening to you when you say, hey, I do need to talk this over with my family, my partner, whatever, run, run. I hear that all the time from these high figure earning coaches, like just get them to sign on the call. If they say they need to talk to their husband, here are the talking points you give them. And I'm like, listen, I'm an independent woman. Okay. I'm not into like, I need to ask my husband for permission or whatever. Not shaming if you are like that, whatever we all have our things. That's not me. And I still would probably talk to my partner just to get his feedback, just to get his insight, his opinion before dropping a couple thousand dollars on anything. And I think if there's a coach that doesn't respect that, I don't know, I would run. You can wait until you have done a couple things. Here's what I recommend doing. Number one, developing a proof of concept, I think is really important before investing in your business in any way. And I say that about cameras. If you want to start a YouTube channel, 
produce a couple YouTube videos on your cell phone before investing a couple thousand dollars into a camera. Sell a course or two to your Instagram audience before putting paid ads behind it. I say that for everything and the same goes for coaching. I think if you are looking to be a coach, be a social media manager, be a photographer, whatever, like have some experience in it before doing it. Now, I'm not saying you need to be perfect. I'm not saying you need to know everything, but you should come with some preparation. And the way that I design, I guess if you could say it, I don't like saying it like that because it feels really like calculated, but the way that my funnel or my coaching program is designed is that YouTube is my biggest lead source, right? So most of you find me on here. And if you watch my videos, if you listen to my podcast, I hope that that prepares people enough to where they can make a little bit of money on their own before they decide, you know what, I do want to scale my business and now is the time to invest in one of Latasha's courses or coaching programs. And I do really genuinely believe that, that if you take the time to study my videos or, you know, so many other pieces of content out there available on the web. We're so blessed to live in that time where there's so much available. I do genuinely believe that if you put in that due diligence and do research, you will be able to make some income on your own. Now, can coaching, can courses take it to the next level? Absolutely. Uh, and I and I think that's a good time once you've gotten a couple clients or so, kind of felt your way around that and navigated that. But you should be able to have some type of proof of concept before investing further. That's my two cents on that. Now, I will also say, and I think this is really on the clients or the you know prospective clients, I think it's important that they understand also that coaching is not a life raft, meaning you need to have a plan and I can't save you single-handedly. I'm not like, yes, let me reach into the ocean and like, no. I can't do that no matter how much I can help you. If you're coming in with no plan, no plan B, not a realistic grasp on things, it's going to be really hard to help you as well. And I I do think it's two-sided. I think as a group, people who are in this space, whether we're consumers, service providers, whatever, we all need to like slow down a notch. I really do. I've been kind of preaching against this like get rich quick culture for a long time. This is an issue because I have had this happen and I do vet my clients. I don't take everybody who comes and submits a form on my website. Even still, I have had folks that just like quit their job the day before we start coaching and and we haven't discussed it. We didn't make an exit plan together. I haven't been able to coach them through it. It's really hard for me to do my job if you're not following my advice or you're not even waiting to get my advice. And obviously you should, at the end of the day, follow your heart. It's not my decision to make. But if you have no emergency funds set up and you quit your job and then you start coaching with me and ask me what to do, I'm going to tell you to get a job. (laughs) I'm honestly going to say, do you like Target? Do you like Starbucks? Do you want to do Uber Eats? Because you need to have some type of income coming in to fuel your business and to do it in the way that I recommend doing it, which is intentionally and not just becoming a houndy coach who sells to anyone they can to make this $2,000 to then ghost their clients and so on and so forth. Do you see how the cycle kind of perpetuates? It's dangerous. My advice, like, in a perfect world is hire a coach when you have maybe worked with a client or two. I'm not saying it has to be these $10,000, $20,000 contracts, but you've at least figured out, okay, I actually like doing this. And where you also either 
have an emergency fund, have some steady income coming in, are still at your job, like are still at your full-time job and you're side hustling and you're planning your exit plan. I think those are great times to invest in a coach to really get you off to the right foot. Or if you're way later down the road and you are looking to like scale your freelance business, you're already doing well on your own, but you're looking to hire or, you know, turn your business into an agency or shift gears or start uh, digital products after doing services for a while, so on and so forth. So that's my recommendation on that. I think it's really important that we all understand that. But I also think that it is important, like I said, to uh, understand for coaches that we can't be pressuring people and we can't be giving these unrealistic things either. If your coach is telling you you're going to be like this six figure business owner and blah, 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 or you're going to get this many amount of clients and blah, blah, blah. I honestly say run. I don't promise my clients anything. Besides that, I'm going to be there for calls. I'm going to help them through blah, blah, blah. I'll I'll promise them the deliverables that I owe them, but I'm not going to promise them results. And the reason why is because it really is a two-way street. And like I said, if clients are expecting to just sit on the call and me spoon feed them information, they're not going to do very well as a business owner. And so therefore I can't promise anything is going to happen. There's also things that we just cannot control. We cannot control things that are going on in the world. If I had a wedding industry client, let's say a wedding planner, I couldn't guarantee that I could get them six figure, you know, a six figure month this month because a lot of wedding stuff is not happening, right? So you need to work with somebody who understands business, understands that there's highs and lows in business. My theory on coaching is that they should be there to help guide you through those things and help you navigate things. My job is to help you be a CEO. CEOs are going to have to weather ups and downs of business, and they're going to need to make decisions. They're going to need to learn things on their own. I don't give my clients all the answers. If they say, hey, how do I run a Facebook ad? I'm going to say, hey, here's a great resource for it. Here's the Google search term to put into Google (laughs) to find the answer. And I don't say that to be rude, but that's a part of being a CEO is being resourceful leaning on people. Hey, here's a person to hire for Facebook ads. Maybe you shouldn't be doing Facebook ads yourself. The other thing I want to talk about in regards to like the slimy sales is there's some kind of drama in the coaching industry right now with one of these big like self-help gurus, if you will. She made a TikTok about not being relatable. And she was like talking about her house cleaner by way of saying that she cleaned her toilets and just kind of slimy behavior, like just like It wasn't cute. (laughs) You know, I don't know how else to say it. It wasn't cute. It wasn't friendly. It wasn't nice. I also think it's important for you to look for a coach who has been in your shoes and has empathy for where you are. I can't relate to every single one of my clients that I've ever had, you know, step by step, like life stage by life stage. I work with moms. I'm not a mom, but I was raised by a single mom. And so I can't empathize and I can't understand that you're making hard financial decisions or time decisions, which are really more valuable. I have also grown up without a lot of money. And I understand that taking out a credit card for coaching is not something like, no, just don't do that. Right. I also know what it's like to not even be able to get a credit card because you didn't have credit or your credit was so bad 
from being poor, right? I understand these things. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, this perfect, relatable person. Some people may want to work with somebody who is a mom or who is closer to their current situation. It's important to understand what you're looking for and who really resonates with you and find somebody who does that. I have an issue and I have had this issue myself even more now than ever as I'm reaching a certain stage in my business. I'm actually having a really hard time finding people that I can relate to. So yeah, I think it's important to work with people that you can actually relate to and that can meet you where you are. And this is one of the reasons for my service providers out there or my coaches, if you will, this is one of the reasons that I personally have found success and I have had both financial success and personal fulfillment from offering different touch points. You know, it's not going to be realistic for everybody to pay for my three-month coaching program. It is an investment. It's a low investment compared to a lot of coaches out there, but it still is an investment. And I understand that my coaching program costs as much as my first car when I was in high school. I can relate to that. You know, that's not going to be for everybody. That's not going to be the right solution for everybody. But I do have courses that you can take that are really low cost. I do have a membership that you can join that is very low cost. I have group programs that are a fraction of the long-term coaching program. It's why I started the Social Media Management Accelerator is because I wanted to be able to serve a lot of people at a much lower price point. And I think that's also a great indicator. I'm not saying everybody has to do all the things because there are some coaches out there who just really specialize in one-on-one packages or whatnot. But that can also be an indicator for you if you're looking for a coach, if they kind of are understanding where you're coming from. And it can also be a great way to sort of test test drive the coach, if you will, before committing to a long-term package. I know one, if you watch my videos and then you go over to a paid course, you can know that if you watch my videos, you're probably going to like my courses because you understand my teaching style, my delivery. And then if you like my courses that you're probably like my coaching style because you know, you've already taken the, the courses and you've already seen what you get out of that. And maybe courses are enough, who knows? But I do think it's important to consider that, you know, when you're developing your programs. Let's also say, I think it's important to develop your programs. Clearly the person in this TikTok or the person that was talked about in this TikTok didn't have one. They literally have been told to sell and not to actually deliver on the sale. And again, I think this is something that is a symptom of that coaches, coaching, coaching, coaches to coach. You know what I'm trying to say here. I think that's a symptom of that because everybody is learning how to be really good salespeople and that's great. Like it's good. It's important to sell, but I'll tell you what's more important than sales is delivering what you say that you can sell. And I think that's where a lot of people are falling short. Somebody actually asked me in my program, the social media management accelerator recently, they said like, do you think this industry, social media management is oversaturated? And I think the same can be true for social media management as coaching to some extent is my answer was no. I think there's a lot of people who say they can do this and I've hired them and I've been very disappointed. Not by everybody I've hired, you know, obviously. I have hired people who say they're social media experts and then like give me the most mediocre work I've ever seen in my life. So if you're going to say that you're a social media manager, if you're going to say that you're a coach, invest in your own development. Invest time into developing your programs. Survey your, your past clients to see how you can improve. Get certified. Take a course. 
in coaching. <laughs> I mean, like really, you really have to invest in yourself. It's not just about selling. One thing that I've learned from being in business, I used to always think that money was the hardest thing. Oh my gosh, selling is so hard. Getting your, your worth is so hard. But that's actually the easy part, really and truly. Like selling a $2,000 package at a certain point, if you know how to sell, you can do it. The hard part is delivering your end of the value. And I think that's where a lot of people are falling short. So I know this was a bit of a rant, a bit of a ramble. I don't know. I hope there were some takeaways for you, both as somebody who may be interested in coaching from anybody out there in the world. Oh, can I also just say, don't work with somebody who's going to make you like sign multiple thousand dollars who won't give you a discovery call. That's just my opinion. Again, I think that buying like a $200 program or something doesn't always warrant a discovery call. But if you're going to spend a couple stimmies as this young lady did, yeah, they should give you a discovery call for free. Like that shouldn't be that that's a major red flag if they won't do that. So anyway, I hope that this was helpful. If you are somebody who's looking to work with somebody, anybody out there, again, I am not in any way selling. I'm actually not taking new coaching clients until at least June because I'm about to get hitched and uh, I want to take some time off for that. I'm trying real hard to do that. But uh, yeah, so not a sell no sale at all. But yeah, I hope this was helpful. And if you are a coach, I just think it's important that we just like slow down, just slow down, understand who our ideal client is, do market research on them and figure out. I mean, obviously if you're a coach to like plastic surgeons, yeah, they probably have a lot of money to spend and you can charge those prices. If you're trying to help somebody build a business from scratch, you need to understand where they are. Maybe one-on-one coaching for $2,000 isn't what you need to work on. Maybe you need to work on a scalable course that you can sell thousands of at a couple hundred dollar price point. I don't know. Just an idea. Just an idea. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic day. Let me know in the comments down below what you think about this whole conundrum that seems to be going on. And I will talk to you in my next episode. I'll be back with the Freelance Friday podcast every Friday. And I also post videos on my YouTube channel on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.